In today's ultra-competitive business world, being a successful entrepreneur or business owner can be very challenging. Fortunately, contemporary times have blessed us with resources for tackling those challenges and getting us to success more quickly than we could have imagined. Welcome to The Root of All Success with The Real Jason Duncan, a podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs grow incredible companies. This podcast looks at the five keys to unlocking success as an entrepreneur. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason's mission is to use his gifts of teaching and leadership to help others get the results they want out of life. Join Jason every week and learn the keys to grow a truly successful business. Hey there, I'm the real Jason Duncan. Welcome to the Root of All Success podcast. I'm, we're coming to you live from the uh, Matador room at the Standard at the Smith House. So if you're listening to this on, on a uh, podcast player, you're missing out on the beauty of the setting where we're at today with my guest. So if you're listening to this, that's great. But if you want to see where we're at, I want you to go check us out on uh, YouTube. My YouTube channel is youtube.com slash C for channel, and it's The Real Jason Duncan. So go to YouTube, go to my YouTube channel, and you can watch these podcasts. So we record them live and in person here. We're at the Standard at the Smith House, which is one of the top five cigar bars in the country, which uh, if you're watching YouTube, you see that I have a cigar in my hand, and I've got a little glass of uh, an adult beverage, a little whiskey here, and some uh, and some ice, where we're going to be enjoying a nice conversation with the guest today. So if you're listening online, you don't get to, or, or, or listening on a podcast player, you don't get the benefit of seeing what we're doing. But the standard of the Smith House is 18,000 square feet of Southern sophistication and style right here in the heart of downtown Nashville. It's the oldest antebellum home still standing in Nashville, owned by the one and only Joshua Sterling Smith. I'm privileged to be a member here at the club, and uh, Josh is so kind to let me use the Matador Room as the uh, the venue, the location for the recording. So I do all my recordings here. If you've been listening to this for any amount of time or watching the videos on YouTube, you see it's such a cool place. Uh, check it out. Check it out online if you can. This episode today is sponsored by Energy Lighting Services. So Energy Lighting Services is a company here in the Nashville area, but they do work all over North America. And what they do is they're the LED project experts. And they go into commercial buildings. So if you've got a commercial building that's 50,000 square feet or, or larger, they go in there and they'll consult with you on how to retrofit all of your current lighting to LED lighting. Now, why would you want to do that? Well, first of all, it's the future of lighting and it's everything's going to LED. You probably have it in your home. It's certainly in your cars, but it's going in the commercial buildings. And the reason you want to do it is because it's going to save you as much as 90% on your lighting electrical costs, and it's going to eliminate your maintenance. You're not going to have any more lighting maintenance. So Energy Lighting Services has been in business for 11 years. They've done more uh, LED lighting projects than just about any company in the world. They are, very, they are the LED project experts. You can read about them at energylightingservices.com, or you can go to eight five, uh, call them at 855-270-3300. That's 8552703300. So make sure that when you go call them, you tell them that you heard about this on the Root of All Success podcast with the real Jason Duncan and they'll have a nice special gift just for you. So there is our sponsor for today. So let's talk about this podcast. So this podcast as you heard in the intro is where I, I interview very successful entrepreneurs and I talk to them about how they got to success and I've got this theory that there are these five indisputable keys to success that every entrepreneur has used to get to the success that they enjoy today. 
And uh, what's happened is over the years, as I've interviewed people casually and professionally, I find that these five things pop up all the time. And I refer to them as the five P's of success. So in this podcast today with our guests, we're going to go through these five P's. And we're going to see if his story follows my theory. And we'll, in fact, find that out together. So let me tell you a little bit about our, uh, our guest today. So this guy, for over 20 years, has been studying personal growth and development. He read the book, uh, Waking the Giant Within by Tony Robbins, who I'm a big fan of, and I bet you a lot of my uh, listeners are also fans of. He read that at 16 years old, and it kind of sparked something in him that he wanted to do something bigger with his life. And uh, he now reads over 100 books a year, which I'm going to ask him about that because people, a lot of people say that. I'm going to call BS on it. I'm going to see. <laughs> we're going to find out in a minute if he's telling the truth. But we're going to see 100 books a year. He spent over half a million dollars on personal development and making him a better, making himself a better person. He has a, a degree in chiropractic. He and his family, his wife run a chiropractic clinic, but he found over the years as he was working with high net worth people that were coming to see him and he was coaching their entrepreneurs and he was coaching them through kind of mindset and how they could get their mindset. And it sparked in him like, wait a minute, I, I could be helping people, not just physically, but mentally. And he had this near death experience, which we're going to talk about a little bit on the, on the show today that really kind of reset everything for him and said, Hey, I need to, there's something bigger in life that I've got to accomplish. So this person today is Dr. Justin Mosley, the mindset coach. So we welcome Justin, man, I'm glad that you're here. And it's, it's, a. Uh, I'm going to tell everybody kind of how we met. This yeah, is an yeah. Instagram relationship. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we live in the same town. Um, your wife and I serve on a, a local board together, but we don't really know each other. I mean, we right. know who each other is. And then uh, I interviewed another guest on the podcast, Mike Zeller, who yep. was on a podcast episode several several months or weeks ago. And he, uh, you, you, you were friends with him, and then you yep. saw him, and like, hey. And you reached out to me through Instagram. We've developed a good friendship. We've now hung out at least one time here at the club and yeah. had whiskey, and here we are. So Yeah, and I'm excited to be here. Been on a lot of podcasts. This is the first time I've ever been with the host having whiskey and a cigar. So this is going to be right. fun. All right, well, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Yeah. And I know people on the on radio are are listening on their podcast player can't see that but where you are indeed you can hear the ice in the glass so tell us um let's kind of start there about that near-death experience because you're the mindset doctor you're you're dr justin mosley you've helped a lot of people physically now you're helping i think i read in your bio over five thousand entrepreneurs kind of reset their minds and get to a higher level so how did this near death you know what was it and how did it shape who you have become today yeah and you told a little bit of my story of we created, we already had a successful business. We had a great practice. Other doctors were already coming to me and wanting help. They're like, hey, you guys are successful. I'm struggling. Can you help me? And so I started helping them and I loved it because, I mean, it's one thing I love helping our patients. Obviously, they, they're off their medications. They're living a healthier life. But when I could help that doctor and his mindset shifted and he could go back and change his practice and then his business took off. I got to be a piece of that and that's what I loved. So, but as far as like one, you got to find your purpose, but I was living my purpose, had a great business, had a great marriage. Things were all in place. Life was good. It was comfortable until I had the near death experience and it was a whitewater rafting accident where I actually got trapped and stuck in between two rocks. The raft lifted or flipped over. I got stuck between two rocks and thankfully it was, 
I woke up and when it, I, know I was trapped, everything went dark. And then it, was, it wasn't one of those come to the light moments. It was like, but it was like, it's hard to explain if somebody's never been through that. It was the most peaceful experience I've ever had. Just trapped under rushing water, just pushing me down. But I, everything just went numb and the most peaceful thing that I had ever experienced. And then I woke up and realized, oh, I'm trapped. <laughs> and that's like that you hear about like people being able to have energy to flip over cars and do stuff like that. That's kind of what kicked in, that fight or flight, that adrenaline rush. And I started pushing and I was still stuck. My life jacket, the hook of the life jacket got caught around the rocks as well. So I couldn't actually move. And then something happened. It was just gave me that superhuman strength where I actually was able to break the the lock on the life jacket or the pin on the life jacket so i broke free and actually was able to live so it's after those moments and sometimes people are in horrific car wrecks and things like that and you you question well in life we all question why am i here and that's something we all should get to it's like what what is my purpose in life why am i here but the biggest thing for me after that was why am i still here and that was the thing it was like god's not done with me yet and what I realized was, I, yes, I was living my purpose and I was making a difference in people's lives and I was giving and I was serving, but I was playing way too small. So that's what it revealed to me is one, I was playing too small, so I need to take my purpose to the next level. But I looked around and realized how many other people are just doing life way too small. And a lot of people, they've settled because it's a comfort zone. Maybe they've reached a certain level of success and hey, life is good, but they were called for so much more. And that's what really turned me on. Again, like you said, I've been studying personal growth and development since I was 16, and that changed my life, but I still played too small. So when I realized that, I was like, man, I'm on a mission to help other people bring out that greatness that was in with, that is inside of them and help them play at a bigger level, ultimately to change lives and make a difference. Because I know for me, I don't want to be at the end of my life realizing I could have done so much more. So, uh, so that's a story, obviously, I've never heard before, and I would imagine the listeners haven't heard that either, unless they know you personally. But so, how, so just out of curiosity, where, what river, what river are you on? I've it's done on, on the Ocoee. On the Ocoee. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've, I've whitewater rafted the Ocoee many times, and um, I can, I can only imagine the terror that you felt in that moment being trapped on that rock. And, uh, cause I, I've never, I've never, thank God, never had that experience, but I have been in situations where I did get thrown out of the boat and I'm floating down the yeah. river and I'm thinking, <laughs> I hope that this doesn't happen. So, so you did, so you went through this experience. Um, it probably all happened in a matter of seconds where it felt like an eternity, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, if you've been there, the guide tells you, okay, it happens all the time. The rafts slip over, just lay there, let the life jacket pull you back up and you'll float over to the side. And we pulled up. There's a spot in the Ocoee where they did the Olympics in 1996. Oh, this is the upper. Yeah, the upper. Like the real deal. And this was my first time ever whitewater rafting. I didn't know what to expect, but it was like a scene out of NASCAR. Like there was people lined up all along the banks. People were just flipping over and the crowd was going crazy. So like they come to see people flip over. (laughs) But I was in the back of the raft. So when I flipped, the water actually came on top of me and pushed me down. So that's why at first, again, it's all happening so fast, but... In your mind, you're like, okay, lay there. The water's going to, the life jacket will pull you back up. But I never got pulled up. And I remember my eyes were closed, but I remember my helmet hit the rock and started sliding down. And I heard it just going, sliding down the rock. And then all of a sudden it stopped. And I don't know how long that period was where everything just kind of went black for me. 
and then thankfully I woke up and was able to, to push through. But yeah, it was a definitely one of those things that rattles you. And it's not even something I talked about. Didn't even really tell my wife about it because I didn't want her to freak out. Like, Hey, what just happened? <laughs> it was kind of one of those things I just internally processed for a while and realized, man, you're here for a reason. God has you here. He has us all here for a reason. It doesn't take an experience like that for people to, to realize that. It's like, hey, you woke up today. You have a purpose. You're here for a reason. Let's go play at a bigger level. Well, I can see where you're, you're, you're the mindset doctor already because the question that you pose, the why am I here question, which is a lot of people ask, but I've never heard anybody ask the why am I still here. That's, that's a question that not, you know, I think everybody can ask, but not everybody's had that near-death experience. But I think all of us, if we're introspective, we can kind of look back and think, okay, why am I still here? Regardless of whether I almost got hit by a bus or almost died in the river, why am I still here? Yeah, because that's the other questions it leads to is, what if I wouldn't have made it? What would life have been like? What legacy would I have left? And those are the questions that I started processing and realizing, man, life is too short. This can happen in an instant. I want to do bigger things, impact more people, and leave a legacy. And you're right. They don't have to have that experience. Every single day, you can process that on your own and realize, kind of judge yourself on a scale. Like, man, am I going full out? Because when people go all in on life, that's when big things happen. So t- so what year did this accident happen? That was recent. That was only in 2018. Oh, wow. So yeah. not, not long ago. Yeah. So, okay, now you, you have this experience that all happened pretty quickly. You get back in the boat, you finish the day, probably had a good time. Probably, probably okay. Wife didn't really know about it till later. But, but what, when did the shift happen for you to really make you think, why am I still here? Like, was it immediate or was it over weeks or months or how did that, how did that happen? Yeah. I mean, it was an immediate shift because immediately I started processing it and knew like, man, I'm here for a reason. So then it's like, okay, what do I do next? So then it took the next weeks, months, even a year where I'm like, okay, but like I said, I am living my purpose, but it's just not that next level. So then I kind of leaned into that even more and realized those other doctors at that time I'd already been helping, but it was just word of mouth. I never really put myself out there that, hey, I wanted to be a coach or anything like that. So then it was in the end of 2019, I just stepped back and I was like, if money wasn't an issue, if I just wanted to do what brings me joy, I was like, I just want to put out content on mindset and personal growth and development. That changed my life. I know it'll change other people's lives. But it, honestly, even then, I was like, I don't know if anybody's going to listen. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, but I know this is what I'm called to do. I'm going to put it out there. And I started, it was the first of 2020, I started a Facebook group and started putting content out. And it grew the first month, grew to 1,000 members pretty quickly. And I was like, all right, people are liking this. And then from that, I was like, that's where I started actually coaching and starting masterminds and leading retreats. Yeah, I did, did it kind of backwards from everyone. Most people, like, they build this business plan. Hey, I want to start coaching people. Let me start doing this plan. For me, it started with, I just want to serve people and put out content. And because of that, the people came and it gave me an audience to actually start to coach and help uh, mentor. Yeah, so you have been, you and your wife both, I have been very successful doctors in the chiropractic space and not just chiropractic, but like full service, like health services, et cetera. So you want to talk a little bit about that business and kind of tell listeners what you do there? 
Yeah, so it's Music City Health Center, and we started it in 2012, and it's it's in Hendersonville, Tennessee, right outside of Nashville, and yeah, we do family chiropractic as well as functional medicine, and that's something that my wife really dove deep into because she lost her health, which unfortunate is a thing that a lot of us entrepreneurs do. We push, we grind, we work ourselves to death, and her hormones tanked, and but she was doing all the right things as far as how she eats, she doesn't even put any toxic stuff on her skin. Like she, the way she works out, she lived a healthy lifestyle, but the stress of running a business still caused her hormones to tank. Mm. And because of that led to a lot of sickness and through functional medicine, through the proper testing, she was able to actually get her health back. So now she's on a mission to help other women with hormone issues from endometriosis, PCOS, infertility, all kinds of issues again through her own personal journey of she got healed through it so now she's going to help others well i can uh without giving too much away i I do have a a personal uh experience with with your your practice not me it wasn't me personally but i know of someone who's been a part of that and this is before you and i even knew who each other existed (laughs) but then after i met you and met your wife kind of got more i was like oh I know somebody that went to you, and it was fantastic. So yeah, I can yeah. I can vouch for the practice, Music City Health Center. I can vouch for it because I've I've known people who've gone there and have have benefited yeah. from it. But um, so let's talk about the fact that all right. So this podcast is really dedicated to this concept of success. So success is is uh, can be defined in different ways by different people. So I want to start by asking you, what do you think the definition of success is? Just kind of in your own words. Yeah, because yeah, it's, success is different for everyone as far as what they want to achieve. Maybe it's they want to hit the seven-figure mark or multiple seven figures. And I think you have to have fulfillment along <clears throat> with success because when we hit the seven-figure mark, yeah, it was great. We accomplished something, but it was to our own detriment as well because we were working so hard and we weren't enjoying life the way that we wanted to. So I think there's a freedom that comes along with success. And that's what I look for is more of experiencing life, being able to have the financial means to create more experiences. So when we look back when we're old, I I do the the rock and chair test. When I'm 90, what do I want to look and and look back on my life? And if I had a photo book that I was looking through, what would I want to see in that photo book? I want to remember those trips to the beach that podcast interview I did at the standard having a whiskey and a cigar like what are the things in life that I experienced versus I just worked hard all my life so that's what I really look at success is yes generating the means that can fund the actual experiences in life so I uh, I think I I think a lot of people would agree with you on that I, I and you know you and I don't really know each other that well we're getting to know each other and we have a lot a lot of things in common as far as what we do for a living and how we help people I think um, one of the questions I always ask guests, and I'm going to ask you this now, and it's funny, the responses are always different, but my question is, do you consider yourself to be successful? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, I love it. This is the mindset. He's got a good mindset. So tell us us why you think that. Yeah, and I think it is a misconception when people look at success because a lot of people are, I'm not successful yet. When I hit this certain financial number, I will be successful. When I hit this number, I will be happy. And unfortunately, they hit that number, and I'm sure you've hit goals in your life where it doesn't feel any different. Mm -hmm. Nothing really changed. And if you're waiting for it to hit something in life to make you happy, you've missed the mark. 
So it's, it's enjoying the process along the way. Yes, you might not have hit that number, you might not have impacted the amount of people that you wanted to, but you are a success. If you look back six months from now, if you look back six months in the past, if you were a way far ahead of where you would have been, that's a success. You're moving forward, you're moving on the right direction. But I see way too many people, and I mean, we help entrepreneurs, and they get so busy in their business, and a lot of times they create a success in business, but their marriage is falling apart. Mm. Their kids don't want anything to do with them because they weren't there. Like That's what is really a success, is having a balance in life. Well, I, lo- I love that, and I think, I think you're right, and I think you could probably school all of us on this idea that success is a mindset too, right? It's... It's, you know, if you look at the dictionary definition of success, it's about did you achieve a result? As, as a matter of fact, I think it's the Cambridge Dictionary. I can't remember which one it is, but they use the word results three times in the definition of success. So it's all really about results. If you wanted to lose 10 pounds, you lost 10 pounds, you're successful. If you want to have a happy marriage and you have a happy marriage, you're successful. If you want to make enough money to pay your bills and you've done that, you're successful. So success is relative to the individual yeah, yeah. and it's very, very subjective. Um, okay, so let's, if you don't mind, I want to dive in a little bit. So you've got a pretty interesting story from, you know, you go to college, you become, uh, you know, become very skilled and licensed as a doctor, right? Which not everybody can say that they went through that, that experience. But then uh, you decided to, the way I understand it, kind of leave that behind. Right? You, you know, you, you're still Dr. Justin Mosley, but your wife really kind of handles that practice because you found the joy and fulfillment of really digging in with entrepreneurs and their life and their mindsets, et cetera. But this has been relatively new for you, right? I mean, this hasn't been very long in the terms of, so I'm sure people want to know, how do you, how did you decide to make that jump? I mean, you've explained what you like about it, but why and how did you make that jump from chiropractic care, full, uh, uh, what's the functional medicine and then into just the guide to help people with mindset? Yeah. And I know what I love about what you do is you're helping entrepreneurs from the beginning, like how to start off and how to avoid a lot of the mistakes. So one of the things my wife and I started the business together, we're entrepreneurs, but we became technicians in our business, Mm -hmm. which for your listeners, if you haven't read it yet, the E-Myth is a great book and it teaches you to become a CEO, an actual entrepreneur versus just a technician in your business, which unfortunately, majority of entrepreneurs are great technicians, but not great owner operators. So as a couple years in practice, I realized that and I actually blew my shoulder out adjusting. And, but of course, entrepreneurs were helping people were making a difference. This is my purpose. I remember adjusting people, my shoulder would go out and I would step back and like pop my shoulder back in and keep adjusting. (laughs) And it was to the point where I thought I was going to have to have surgery. Thankfully, stem cell actually repaired my shoulder and didn't have to have surgery. But that's when I really, one of the first times I reflected and was like, man, there's gotta be a better way because if something happens, if I go down, my wife goes down, this whole business can go away. So that's when I made the, sh- the first shift of, I need to become the CEO of the business and not just the technician. So I started phasing out, I put other people in place. We hired other doctors that can make the practice run without me, which is kind of set me behind on this new venture that I wanted to do because with that, I got off of social media. Because with that, I didn't wanna be on social media and be the face of the practice because then people would wanna come see me but I'm trying to phase out and be more of the CEO role. So stepped away from social media. And then all of a sudden I get this vision that I want to help people online 
I have no social media presence. <laughs> so I had to like switch gears <laughs> and like, okay, well now I'm going all in on social media and I've got to build a brand and, and go online. But I think it, it started with that first shift of if I would have been stuck as a technician in my business and you before too, if you were stuck doing the day to day, you couldn't have the impact that you wanted to make. So that's step one is to be able to scale your business in a way that can operate without you. And that gave me the space to shift over into the coaching space. And when it comes to a mindset, because when you switch to become a coach, uh, and I heard this statistic from Coach Burt, which is a mutual friend of ours. Yeah, Coach but, Michael Burt, the super coach. Yep, the super coach. Yep. And, and he coaches coaches. And he said most people, the statistic, I think it's 40% of coaches. or No, no, no. The coaches, there's, there's thousands of people that define themselves as coaches these days. Right. But the average coach makes $43,000 a year as a coach. And then you have the top coaches, you got it all the way around. But like that's the average. If you're a coach, 43000 a year. It's not much better than when I was teaching eighth grade American history. Right, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> well, that's definitely not what I want to do. But for me, because of the way I approached it, and I think it's a mindset of how you show up. So the way I showed up, I showed up as an expert. Because I didn't show up saying, hey, I'm a new coach. No, I've been studying this stuff since I was 16 and read my first Tony Robbins book and started diving into studying and reading. And I think too many people get caught up that I don't know enough and I'm not an expert. And that shows up in how they show up in their day-to-day -day lives. Mm -hmm. But I showed up as an expert and I went from no following, no presence on social media, from in my business, starting a brand new venture, zero to six figures within six months. And then it just took off from there. So that's amazing. happened really fast. But again, it goes back to how I showed up. I showed up as an expert. And for the guy, for you people listening right now, like you are an expert. No matter where you are in your journey, you know enough now to teach somebody else who was where you once were. And by you teaching them, they're going to look at you as the expert and the authority, but you have to show up that way. And when you do, they'll pay you for your time and for your for you pouring into them, you know that's a really good point, Justin. I I, uh, I don't know who I don't know who told me this, but or who pointed this out. But within the last couple of years, somebody asked me the question. They said, "Think about uh, any successful person you've known. Like, did, no matter what what you define as success, does, that doesn't matter. But think about someone." And so I would ask people listening right now, think about someone you think is successful. It could be somebody you know, somebody you don't know, somebody's in the media, somebody's famous. Think about that person now. Now that you got that person in your mind's eye. I want you to ask yourself, is that a confident person? And the answer will always be yes. Like confidence yep. and success go hand in hand. So you, you, what I heard you say right there was, hey, I, I'm going to switch from being a doctor and a CEO of a very you know, successful practice to coach, but I'm not going to walk in and go, well, you know, I just started coaching. No, right, you're confident. Yeah. Like, I know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm good at this, and I've been doing this for people for a long time. So I think there's a key to success right there. I think if people yeah. know confidence is one of those keys, show up confident. Yeah. Confidence is one of the most important because so many people, they've gotten degrees, they've gotten all these things, certificates, different things. They have the knowledge, but they don't have the confidence to sell that. And that's one of the worst things is when people have a great product and they can help people, but then they can't actually make the transaction, which is, hey, people have to pay you for your knowledge. And that comes through confidence. And one of the things I love to do for people is I help people create that identity shift. If they have those 
limiting beliefs, that self-doubt, the, the lack in the mindset, one of the easiest things to do is find those people. Like you, you said, like think of somebody who's extremely confident. And for me, that person was Tony Robbins because I'd studied him for so long. And he has this unstoppable con confidence about him and the way he moved his body. So I watched him and then I started to visualize myself in that same way. What if that was me on that stage? How would I move my body? How would I speak? How would I talk? How would I come across as confidence? Because I, going back years ago, like I was a severe introvert. I couldn't even talk one-on-one -on -one with people, let alone a group. <laughs> but I knew that this, this passion and this mission that I had to change lives, I would have to do public speaking. And I'm still naturally introverted. I'd rather just me and you being upstairs just hanging out with our cigars versus publicly doing this. But... I know the bigger vision of what I'm trying to accomplish. And now because of that, I went from not being able to speak to speak on stages in front of thousands of people. And it's natural because I rewired my own subconscious mind to, to borrow confidence from other people, to borrow the presence and the way they show up from other people and, and visualize. That's one of the most powerful things I can recommend to people is visualizing your own success, visualizing yourself speaking, visualizing yourself selling your product to people, visualize yourself, people actually paying you. What would that feel like if they paid you for your service? And you start feeling it before it even happens. And then those things start to become a part of you and they start, you actually start to manifest that. Hmm. So the five P's of success that I was talking about at the intro, this concept starts with the con the first P is passion. And I, and I tell you, Justin, I could, I could sense it in you is that you've got passion. And I think a lot of listeners, when they, of course, if you're a listener to the podcast, you know what I mean when I say passion, cause you've been listening enough. So it's not a surprise, but for those that are new, you know, for, for me, the concept of passion, if you look at the etymology of the word, like where it came from, um, there's two sides of it. There's the emotional side, which is joy and exuberance. And you get like, you get juiced up about it. And I, I can sense that in you for sure. Like you love doing that. Uh, and, 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 uh, you probably loved at one point doing the chiropractic care and the, and the medicine. Right. But, <clears throat> but the other side of, 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 uh, the word passion is mindset. And I think you're going to like this more than anybody else because yeah. you're a mindset doctor. <laughs> but like it's a mental state. And so passion actually means willing to endure or suffer. And so how do you think, if you look at the ter in terms of passion, how have you become so successful? I think I read on your website that you, as a coach, are in the top, I forget what percent of earners in the coaching space. Yeah. And you've only been doing this, what, a year, two years? Yeah. Like it's a very short period of time. <laughs> and you've blown up and you've become yeah. very successful and people really, really need to look you up. So how did passion play into your success? Yeah, I think passion is huge. And really, I look at three pillars. It's heart set, mindset, and skill set. When you have all of those and you start to expand those, that's where you actually have success with fulfillment. So, I mean, you have some people that are passionate without the right mindset. Well, they can create a great nonprofit, but it's not going to really generate the funds that you need to create a true business. So with that, you have to have the skill set. But our skill sets are limited which again is why I love you You created your university to teach entrepreneurs because you can help fast track their skill set. Because once you develop your skill set and combine that with the passion, that's when you can actually generate the income. Mm -hmm. But then it's got to put the mindset with it too because you're, you're, you're limited to your mindset. And I think Jim Rohn was the one that said, you can't outgrow, your income can't grow, outgrow your mindset. 
So your level of thinking, and I like to say, because I work with a range of entrepreneurs, but you can't make seven figures on a $500,000 mindset. <laughs> and same thing with you can't make $100,000 on a $50,000 mindset. So one, you got to increase the mindset, but you have to have the passion too. Because the reality is you don't have to have passion to have a successful business. You can have the mindset and the skill set and create a great business, but it doesn't, you're not making an impact. You're not creating a real team that has a culture. So at the end of the day, I've seen people build businesses like that, but they're so unfulfilled because nobody around them, there's no relationships. There's no things great that are happening in their business. Mm. So when you put the mindset, the skill set, and the heart set, which is that passion, the vision, the mission, why you're called to do what you're called to do, put those all together, and that's when you can build something great. Well, I would agree with that. And I, I see that your willingness to suffer, just go back to your, your story about uh, adjusting people and you push your own arm out of socket and yeah. you have to put it back. That's a suffer moment. That's an endurance yep. moment. And and you can't be a successful chiropractor or successful anything if you're not willing to push through those painful moments. Yeah. yeah. I think back to the time that, you know, I started, I started my main company 11 years ago. Um, and man, dude, there were times that it sucked. Like it was bad employee. I didn't really have it. I'm lucky and I feel blessed that somehow God blessed me with the ability to manage employees in a, in a way that we didn't have a lot of drama, but occasionally yeah. you have a drama and you got to deal with that or financial troubles. Holy crap, man. Like this, entrepreneurs like being willing to, oh yeah, I'll put a million dollars on the line for this idea. I believe in it. And, and that, that's what passion is. And I think that your success, not only as a doctor of chiropractic, but also the mindset doctor is that you are successful because you are not only fulfilled by it, but you're willing to suffer for it. And, and luckily yours happened pretty quick. Your success happened pretty fast in terms of financial reward for the, the business of what you're accomplishing. Yeah. And I think, again, it goes back to behind the scenes, the own inner personal work that I was doing, the books that I was reading, how I was filling my mind led to a quick success because people see, okay, it's overnight success, but they didn't see the 15, 20 years before when I was going to the library to borrow, to borrow Tony Robbins' uh, Get the Edge uh -huh. on cassette tapes because <laughs> I couldn't pay 200 or $300 to get the actual CDs and get his program. So I borrowed it from the library and dubbed the tape back then. A lot of people don't even know what that means, but made copies of tape, it. You got to put tape over the little holes. <laughs> yep, tape over the holes and make a copy of it so I could actually listen to it. And then, yeah, so it's like the stuff that I did then led to the success. So the stuff that people listening to your podcast right now, filling their minds and giving them ideas are going to lead to the success they're going to have later on, which the, the success, success could happen quickly, but it's never an overnight success. It's the work that you're putting in now leads to that. Yeah. The, listen, if, if the only overnight success is this, if you, if you want to win the lottery, that's the result you want and you buy a ticket and you win overnight, yep. that is it. <laughs> but you'll probably be broke. Like yeah. in five years, you're dead broke. And that's what they tell us. So yep. overnight successes. Uh, are not are not old reality. Now I told I said earlier I was going to call BS on the book thing, so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to spend a yeah, moment yeah. on that because you've mentioned we've name dropped some good people. Michael Burt, which we probably should get him on the podcast. He's yeah. here local. Yeah. He was been very instrumental in my 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 uh, career as a as an entrepreneur. Um, been a part of his program for a while. Well, not currently, but I have been in the past. Um, you've mentioned Tony Robbins, Jim Rome. So we got all these people and these mm -hmm. all these guys write books. 
Yeah. You're reading according to what you said, a hundred books a year. That's a lot. That's two a week. Yeah. So yeah. tell me, tell us how you do that and kind of what's your methodology, because I think all of us would like to do that, but we don't feel like we have the time or the mindset yeah. to do it. And I'll start by saying, I don't even recommend that. <laughs> a lot of people think, go. yeah. And a lot of people hold themselves back because I haven't read enough and I need to just continue to read more and do that. No, it's about, will you take action? So does that book inspire an idea? And that's for me, it goes back to my early days of studying Tony Robbins. I was inspired by him because he was like, I, he read 700 books in personal growth and psychology, trying to understand people, one, so he could change his own life, but then change others. So way back then, I started just consuming knowledge, and I loved it. So for me, doing that gets me to take action in other ways. I've got friends that have built multi-seven-figure businesses. They don't read one book a year, <laughs> but they take action. So for others, I've seen people, they, they, they keep asking me for books and they have a huge book list, but they never even take action on anything that the books say. <laughs> so it comes down to actually reading and applying the knowledge. And a big misconception is books is they get it halfway through and they're like, well, I, gotta I, gotta, I have to finish this book because I started it. If that book isn't speaking to you and getting you to take <clears throat> action, stop that one and read something else. Mm -hmm. But I think what really inspired me was probably back in 2014 or 15, I went to a Michael Hyatt uh, seminar. And he talked about, uh, it was live your best year ever or whatever. And he talked about the CEOs. The average CEO reads 52 books a year. So at the time, I was like, I already read a lot, but I've never tracked it. I never knew how many books I was reading. So I just started tracking the books. And then six months in, I'd already read 52 books. And I was like, wow, what if I could read 80 books this year? I just kept going. And then all of a sudden, I read 80. And I was like, I'm on pace to hit 100 books. And for me, like I did that first year, I did 100 books. And I was like, well, actually, it was pretty easy. And one of the things, yes, I've taken speed reading classes, things like that. But I do a lot of audible, audible books and use what Tony Robbins calls net time, which is no extra time. So like today, I came, I drove down here 30 minutes, I listened to a book on the way down here. And then if you listen to it with your headphones, you can actually listen to it a lot faster. So, and I've got up to where I can listen to two, even up to three X the speed on some books, depending on the, how that's read. But you start reading a book at twice the speed, you get through it twice as fast. What is it about the head? Is it, is it headphones as opposed to the speakers in your car? Yeah, like, what, what speakers. That? That's what I've noticed because I, I had listened to tons of audiobooks and I noticed when it's through the speakers in the car, probably because there's more distraction versus when it's actually in your earbuds and you're listening to it, wow. you're less distracted so you can actually pay attention to it more. There's a lot of people when they're driving, they realize, oh, the book's been playing for 10 minutes and I don't even remember what it said. So try listening through headphones and see if you can actually understand it better and have less distraction. Huh. Well, I would uh, I would rec I would also second your uh, Audible, uh, even though we're not getting paid, they don't sponsor this episode. But <laughs> but I would <laughs> I would second that. Yeah, if you if anybody out there with Audible wants a wants a spot, let me know. <laughs> but uh, I would I would second the Audible. I I didn't do Audible for a long time, but it was I think it was early last year. I finally got an Audible subscription. And dude, I have listened to so many books, and I do put it on at least one and a half times. Yep. Sometimes the author or the the the, the person reading it, the performer, mm -hmm. is a, a little mushy mouth or something, and I can't right. do it. Yeah. But most yep. people, I can listen to one and a half or two times. It's pretty good. I do that with podcasts too. Yep. But I'm going to tell you, and, and again, not sponsored by. No, we're not. I'm not getting paid by these guys. But I am an affiliate for Blinkist. You guys, do you know about Blinkist? No. no. All right. So Blink. Right, so I'm going to. 
you're going to read a thousand books this year. Yeah. So Blinkist is an app that you can get on your phone, and it's Blink I S T Blinkist. Mm-hmm. And again, not sponsored, but I am affiliate. If you go to my link tree, so it's uh, L I N K T R dot E E. Mm-hmm. That's how link trees work, for people. Uh, slash the real Jason Duncan. There's a link to Blinkist, and you can get Blinkist, and I think they give you a free month or two or something like that. Yeah. But it's uh, it's an app, and it's it's all nonfiction books that are condensed into about 18 to 20 minutes. Mm, yeah. So, so for instance, if you say, I, I really want to read that new Tony Robbins book, you've mentioned Tony a couple yeah. times, I want to read, or, or maybe you've never read Awaken the Giant with him, which I haven't. So say, okay, I want to read it. Well, you can listen to an 18 or 20 minute condensed version of it. Yeah, and then if you're blown away, then you go to Audible yeah. and get the real thing. Like yeah. get the whole thing. But, that, but I, have, I, I did, the first year I was a Blinkist subscriber, I think I read 80 six Blinkists, yeah. which again, not as much as what you're doing in a whole book, but. Well, what I've learned from reading thousands of books is there's only three to five main points in any book. <laughs> the rest of it is just filler. Yes. And I've actually, with Mike Zeller, we co-authored a book that's through a traditional pu- publisher right now, so it hasn't came out yet. And it's a whole process of creating a book. Yeah. But that's what they want to do. They want to fill pages and add this extra stuff that's really just based around these few main points yeah so i'm sure that's a condensed way where you get all the main points everything you need to know right there yeah i i've i I can't i couldn't tell you how many blinkist books i've read to date but um but probably uh, a half a dozen or more i was so impressed with the concept i was like okay i gotta go get the whole book so so we talked about passion a little bit and we alluded to in this book thing Preparation, which is the fourth p so i'm going to kind of hold that back so i'm going to go in order but passion is the first I think the key to success. So as a coach, as a mindset doctor, as a chiropractor, as an entrepreneur, you cannot be successful without passion. It is yeah. impossible. If you're not willing to suffer and you don't get fulfilled by it, you need to hang it up. You need to walk away. So yeah. second, the second P is place, being at the right place at the right time. Mm. So for you, you've got kind of a, a dual, dual career. You've got the chiropractic care where you were highly trained and certified and licensed as a doctor there. And now you're this highly trained an amazing mindset doctor. So talk to us about right place, right time. Is there a place you can kind of point to? And maybe it was the place in the river. Like maybe yeah. that was your spot where things changed for you. But is there a right place, right time that, that helped lead you to the success that you're experiencing today? Yeah, no, I think that is huge. And what one thing that me and my wife are great at, and we call it relationship capital. That's some of the best capital you can raise in your business is relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things... We started our original business on on two principles. One was Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve. And the other was Zig Ziglar. You can get anything you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. Yeah. So for us, we had this heart of service, and we started just creating a bunch of relationships. And those relationships helped grow our practice and our business there. But then those other those relationships also allowed me to be invited to different speaking gigs. So I started speaking all over the country at chiropractic conventions, but I was speaking on mindset and personal growth and development. So for me, that was something I was already passionate about, but the chiropractic world allowed me to have that opportunity. And then it wasn't until my near-death experience when I started processing everything and realizing, you know, I have a gift with that. And that brings me joy speaking on that. Why don't I go into that coaching realm? 
So I think the biggest thing is people looking over your life, you've already had experiences. What are your talents? What are the things that you were good at that are already in your life? And how do you maximize that? How do you get around the right people? Like even we've only met a couple times, but we already know we're in alignment and we're gonna do things like this. We're gonna do bigger things to help more people. So really having the right people around you. As Jim Rohn said, you are the product of the five people you surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people are surrounding themselves with people that are bringing them down and, and holding them back to what they could accomplish. And that's, yeah, you can do that through books. You could, books are basically a way to get free mentors. Tony Robbins can be a mentor. Jack Canfield, all these people, business leaders. Elon Musk can be your mentor if you read his book. But nothing compares to having the people in your life that you can meet with one-on-one that push you to think bigger or say, yeah, that's a great idea, but if you tweaked it just a little bit, this is what could happen. And sometimes it's the little tweaks make the biggest difference. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest thing over time was, and we, and we, were, we did, we got a part of a mastermind group. I've been for years, different mastermind groups from $5,000 a year all the way up to $50,000 a year. And there's a lot of different caliber people in a mastermind that costs $50,000 a year, let mm-hmm. me tell you. But those relationships, <laughs> being there, you're around people that think at a different level. And that challenges you to raise your thinking to a different level. Well, you, you're spot on because that's the third P is the people, as knowing the right people. And mm-hmm. I can't think of a single entrepreneur who's been successful that can't point to a person or some people who were instrumental in catapulting them to that next level. And for me... I mean, I can look at the people in my life that helped me become an entrepreneur to become successful. I mean, right now at at one of the companies I own, Energy Lighting Services, who's the sponsor of this particular episode, you know, my executive leadership team and the employees that are there are absolutely phenomenal. And I know that I would not be the successful entrepreneur that I am today and the coach and the founder of a university had it not been for those people. And I I think about... I think about uh, if she listens to this, she's going to be embarrassed. Oh, so I won't say her name, but <laughs> but 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 one of my assistants that I hired early on in the business before we had an office, I met her at a Starbucks because we didn't have an office. Yep. And yeah. today she's the vice president of finance and administration, and she is absolutely phenomenal. And yep. I know that yeah. like her life. You know, she probably doesn't think about it this way, but the success, not only that the company is experiencing, but me, and she's not the only one. I mean, I've got my vice president of revenue operations, vice president of, you know, just my operations department, uh, vice president of my electric department. These guys are amazing. I got project managers that are awesome. There are so many people I can point to and go, these are awesome. Now I've got some people that were, that sucked and made my life terrible, but they also helped position me for success. So tell us about who the people are in your life that helped get you where you are. Yeah, and a lot of it, even if you're just starting out and you're a one-man show right now, you still have had people in your life that led you to where you are. Maybe it was an idea. Maybe it was when in Little League, a coach came to you and said, you know what, you have potential. And they spoke into your life in that moment They realized, you know, I need to do something bigger with my life. I need to go start this business, whatever it is. So I would first process experiences you've already had in life. Who were those people that spoke life into you? whether it was just your personal life, whether it was your marriage, whatever it is, somebody is already there. But then as you're growing your company, it is finding the right people because we've had great people and we've had, really you look at A, B and C players. The A players can help take you to a whole other level. 
And we've had times where we didn't even realize that because we had B and even C players, which are great people. Like personality, they're A-plus people. So it's nothing against personality. It's just their level of ability and their level of ability to get tasks done and the way they think. And it's night and day when you have a B and C player versus an A player. So when you get those A players there, they can basically help the company do 3x what you were doing with a B or C player. So it's really... And that's a tough thing to do when you have great people that are B and C and you know they're holding you back from where you could go. Uh (laughs) And knowing like, you know what, we need to part ways or shift them into a different role in the company where it's not going to affect it. But a lot of times it's, no, you got to cut that off to get the real A player in because now we have a lot of great A players that are just helping us go to a whole other level. And it wasn't until we got the A player like, wow, we had been held back for a while by, by settling for less. Yeah, it was uh, Jim, in Jim Collins' book, uh, Good to Great, which I'm sure you've mm-hmm. read. Yeah. Um, everybody should read that. If, you have not, if you're listening to this podcast and you have not read Good to Great, you are completely missing out. You need to go back and read that book for sure, absolutely for sure. But in the book, he talks about the bus, you know, the concept of this bus, getting the right people on the bus. Yeah. And he's like, look, if you get an a, and to use your terminology, an A player, yeah. you get a, as many A players as you can on that bus, you figure out what to put them in the seat later. Yeah, yeah. Like what, some guy's going to need to sit in this seat. Well, for instance, I, I can go back to my vice president of finance and administration. She's phenomenal. She started as, a, as just an administrative assistant, like helping me. Yeah. But I recognize, okay, not only is she an A player, and, and this goes for all the people on my executive leadership team. I'm just using her as an example. But not only is she an A player, but like she's really good at finance stuff. She's really good at details and, and, and managing the finances and working out. And she's a she's a uh, a go getter. You know, like she yeah. won't stop. She'll make she's tenacious. She'll make that that stuff happen. So Jim Jim Collins in that book talks about you know if you've got somebody on the bus who's not shouldn't be on the bus well mm-hmm. you know they need to get off the bus but if they're yeah. on the bus there's the wrong seat you got to yeah. average you got to you got to figure that out right right and is that mindset is that a mindset issue well cuz you could have an a player at marketing but if you put them in sales, they could be terrible at sales. Mm-hmm. But then you're looking at that thinking, oh, they're not any good. Let me try to coach them and get them better at sales. Well, that's not natural for them. But if you moved them over to marketing, they could excel. So it could be like switching the seats on the bus may be good. Or it could be, and it's hard because especially smaller businesses, we love our people. We want to help grow them and train them. So a lot of times we are like, they're close, we can make them into an A player. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times with the right training, you can help develop somebody into an A player. But way too many business owners try to hold on to that one day they're going to be an A player when really they're not. Yes. <laughs> they, you need to really go get that A player who can help you now. And so, yeah, it could be either or. They could be in the wrong seat where just, hey, move them to a different position and they could really excel. Mm-hmm. Or, nope, time to cut ties and find a real A player that can be there. Only people who have had employees, and I use the, the plural of that, not just a single employee, but have had employees will understand this, is that your mantra should be hire slow fire fast absolutely like you listen (laughs) make sure you hire the right person make sure that their mindset's right you can train them for skills uh you know for the most part i mean you don't want you wouldn't hire a chiropractor to work in your office who's not skilled at chiropractor even though he's great right right but but you got you can for the most part you can train for skills you got to pick the right people but when you discover that they're not the right people man they got to go they got to go fast and that's so hard to live by i could tell you there, I forgot where I learned this. I think it was probably on another podcast, but there's this concept of the uh, of the 10%. There's this 10% rule that says that 
when any people group, when 10% of a people group, no matter if it's uh, a single organization, a state, a country, a geopolitical area, and any t- when 10% believe something or act a certain way, it becomes majority immediately. Yep. So it only takes yeah. 10%. So if you think about that in terms of employees, if you have 10 employees and you got one malcontent, one dude who's just always a mealy mouth, and he's always blah, 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 he's always yeah. late to work, he doesn't do his job right, whatever it is, well, guess what's going to happen? That will be the accepted thing in your company. Oh, yeah. You got to get rid of that dude. He, yeah. You can't be successful with that guy. Yeah, and that's something I heard that Dave Ramsey does really well in his company. Like, there's a no tolerance pos- uh, policy for gossip. One person has heard gossiping, they're gone, like on the spot. And a friend of mine, uh, his model, he's got a huge um, nine-figure company, based it off of that too. He had to let one of his high-level people go because they came with and they gossiped about another employee. And he's like, no matter how good he was at his job, I fired him on the spot Mm. because there's no tolerance for that because it does set the tone for other people to do that as well. That's right. So um, you, I can notice that your cigar has gone out, yes. and your whiskey is still sitting there in the glass. Yeah, so yeah. we need to we need to enjoy this. So go ahead, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna set up the next question long enough to yep. give you time to light your cigar, and then I'll need you to send it to me because mine's gone out too. Yeah. Um, so so we've talked about four of these five P's. We've talked about passion. We've talked about being in the right place at the right time. We've talked about the people. So we mentioned preparation uh, because you talked about books. So you've been preparing for this, even though you've only been doing the coaching as a profession here in the last couple of years, but you have been preparing for this for a long time. So we talked a little bit about that prep time and about how that works and reading books. I love what you said that you can you can get a mentor through a book. Yeah. That's a cool concept. Right, yeah. Like if you don't, if you can't get to Tony Robbins, you can't afford to pay for his buy a $30 book or $20 book and you get, you get insight. Right. So that's preparation. So one of the things I believe about success is that if you don't have the know-how, you're not going to be successful at the thing. So for instance, I couldn't be a successful chiropractor. I couldn't, I couldn't run a medical practice. I'm not prepared for that. I couldn't run SpaceX. I'm not prepared for that. I couldn't run a biotechnical, you know, a med tech firm. I couldn't because I don't have the prep for that. But can I run? Can I run a brick and mortar company? Can I run a service company? Can I run a coaching company? Can I run a university? Absolutely, because I'm prepared for it. And you, in like manner, have become successful because you prepared for this. Yeah. Like you couldn't be a tree surgeon, <laughs> but you could be the mindset doctor. Right. Right. Because you didn't prepare for tree surgery, but you prepared for mindset. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about the the final P as I light up my cigar here. So the final P is that of plan, and A lot of times when I talk about this, especially on this podcast, I always have to say, I have to kind of classify this, is that when I say that one of the keys to success is plan, a lot of people say, well, that's, yeah, you got to have a good business plan. You got to have a good written business. No. (laughs) The only people that think that have never had a business. Right. (laughs) Like the people that I know who are successful, most don't have a written business plan. Now, some do. And I'm not saying that written business plans are bad. And as a matter of fact, in my university, Results University, which we, you alluded to, resultsuniversity.org, in the university, I teach a course on how to write a business plan only because I think it's a good mental exercise, yeah. but not because I think it leads to success. Right. Because, you know, Amazon and SpaceX and, and, and Uber, I mean, whether or not they had written business plans is irrespective of their ability to succeed. Right. So what I mean by that word plan is I mean your ability or strategy to obtain and deploy resources. 
Mm. So when you started your your plan, you, you know, what was your plan when you started Music City Health Center? And what was your plan when you started Dr. Justin, Justin Mosley, the mindset doctor? Like, did you have a strategy to obtain and deploy whatever resources you needed, whether it's human resource, human capital, uh, mm-hmm. financial capital, et cetera. Talk about your how plan played into your success. Yeah, and I think that's great you alluded to because, yeah, there's always a business plan because you want to know kind of where you're going, but that could change the next day because you could start that plan and realize that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a lot of entrepreneurs find that. It's, it's constantly analyzing and making a new plan. So for us, ours goes back to the passion you talked about, though. We came in knowing that we're going to serve the community, and a byproduct of that was going to be, hey, we're going to help a lot of people, and we're going to make a lot of money. So we didn't look at, like, it was, it was kind of a different type of business plan. It wasn't like, I want to hit an X number of financial goals, so I needed to look like that. I think sometimes businesses become too transactional instead of transformational in business because whether and it could be any type of profession yes we were one-on-one with patients but you transforming somebody's corporation into led lights is transformational Mm -hmm. like for them and what they're going to save and financially what that's going to do for them so i think it's more of a mindset of looking at what impact are you going to make so that's for us that's what drove us to put in the hours and do the work and go through the pain that we went through is because we want to have a certain transformation for people. We want to make a difference. We want to make an impact. And as we went along, the plan to do that looked different. It could be this week, let's do these. Let's go. We did a lot of lunch and learns. We did what's called dinner with the doc. Take people out to dinner and like, hey, let's tell you about our practice and what we do. A lot of people are there like, yeah, you could help me. And then they'll refer other people. But it was that, that passion that we had to make an impact that, that generated the success. So I think... Man, the plans, there's that old saying, like, if you want to want God to laugh, tell him your plans, because uh-huh. it's real. It's more of like, focus on the impact, pray about that. If, if, if faith is what you do, it's like, yeah, it's like, let him tell you the plan, but it might not be black and white, X's and O's, like you're going to draw up a plan, but if you have the passion, what you started with, the passion and, and the vision for the impact, I think that's the biggest thing is because people get lost, like even along the way, they start making money they lose that connection to their passion. They lose the vision of the impact that they want to make and they get burnt out, which is doing the same thing over and over. So when you continue to light that fire with the passion and with the vision, I think that sets up everything. Because then you can analyze it along the way. You can realize, well, the stuff I'm trying isn't leading to the impact I want to have, so let me switch plans. Let me try something new here. That worked or didn't work. If it worked, all right, let's do more of that. Let's double down. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I you you said that if you want to make God laugh, telling your plan, which is kind of a funny, funny thing, but true. <laughs> right. Uh, I think it was Mike Tyson who said, uh, "Everybody's got a plan to get punched in the face." <laughs> <laughs> right. Yep. Yep. So as an entrepreneur, man, if you're listening to this show, uh, I, I am absolutely certain you've been punched in the face. If you haven't, mm-hmm. you're welcome to entrepreneurialism because you're you're on day one. Day, day two, you're probably going to get punched in the face. Something <laughs> is going to hit you, yep. and and your passion will carry you because if you're willing to endure through the punches going to make it but this plan thing i want to dig into this a little bit more and i I maybe we can talk more about music city health center than than your coaching business because um well well, for for lots of reasons but specifically like the ability to be successful in that business in the health space Mm -hmm. like you can't just you know rent an office hang a shingle and hope people show up i mean like there's there's a plan you've got you've got resources capital financial capital that is required you've got 
equipment that's required. And, and I don't know what you, equipment you've got, but yeah. it could be x-ray machines and tables and, and massage equipment and that type of thing. And then you got medicine or, or you know, or, or supplements, et cetera. How did you, what was your plan to yeah. get those resources so that when you open in 2012, we can be successful. How did that work? Yeah, and you're right. And so many people in any business, but definitely I saw that in our profession. Like people like, yeah, because you pay a lot of money to go through the schooling to get the degree. And a lot of people think they got the degree on their wall that people are going to come see them. <laughs> and that's not the case. The average chiropractor in our profession, I mean, in any business, they don't last three to five years. Mm. But in our profession, it's sad to see. And that's why I coach a lot of chiropractors now, because they got out of school and they thought people were going to come and they were going to make money. And it didn't happen. So yeah, for us, again, that's why I like all of your P's, but the passion, but then the mindset too of, we have to act on this. So for us, we wanted to make an impact. So before our office was even built, we're out in the community. We're meeting people. We're telling them about, hey, this great new business we're bringing here to the community, this is what we're gonna do. So there was a marketing, and again, there was a plan, but it was more of in the moment too, of like, hey, no, I feel led, oh, the chamber's having an event, let's go here, let's go do that. Like, But really getting out there, and you gotta let people know what you do. And that's one of the hardest things Especially for me, being like I said earlier, I'm naturally introverted. So going out and having to market myself, like that was hard. But I was more passionate than I was fearful of going to meet people. Uh -huh. So it was like the passion kicked in and the mindset kicked in of the impact I wanted to make. So that's what drove us. But it was constantly being out there in the community and serving, <clears throat> which I think way too many people. And for us, maybe part of it was like Tony Robbins talks about, if you want to make something happen, you got to burn the boats. If you want to take the island, you got to burn the boats. There's no retreating. You can't go yeah. back. Well, that was for us. We didn't take out a loan, a business loan to open up. It was like day one, we're open. If we don't make it, like we don't start generating money immediately, this thing goes away. So like we were motivated by that of like, so for day one, we were profitable because we got out there in advance. We're out in the community, we're letting people know this is what we do, this is our heart, this is our passion. I keep going back to that because I think the passion is the biggest piece. Yeah, agree. One of my favorite sayings was like, if you set yourself on fire, people love to come and watch you burn. And that's what we did. We set ourselves on fire with that passion and like people were coming out of nowhere. Like people referred people and these people and this person refers their pastor who has us do a workshop at their church and leads to a bunch of other patients. So it was like, this thing just took off. But again, it's because we were so passionate and we were getting out there. So let's, uh, as we kind of close our conversation out today, talk about um, what it is that you're doing now and how you can specifically help our listeners is there an offer you i mean kind of talk a little bit about it's time to you you obviously have demonstrated that you have the proficiency skill and expertise to help people in entrepreneurialism or whatever to get the right mindset so talk a little bit about what you do how you do it how people can get in touch with you and what offer you may have for our listeners today yeah and who i really like helping is those entrepreneurs they've had success but then they kind of plateaued whether it's they got comfortable Whatever it is, they just know there's something more that they're not living up to. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's for me thinking I was living my purpose, but realizing I'm playing way too small. So I love and my superpower is pulling out the greatness out of others and helping them live to their highest potential. 
And a lot of that comes through a mindset shift. You have to shift your identity because it's a different level of thinking. Like we talked about earlier, you can't make seven figures on a $500,000 mindset. It's totally different. You got to got to change the way you think, the way you act. And a lot of it is at a subconscious level. Because a lot of the, the way we do things today is based on a lot of subconscious programming that we had over and over for years. So we have to rewire our subconscious mind for success. So I have a 90-day mastermind that helps. Basically, the end of 90 days, people are different. They're reprogrammed for success. We've had people that were in business 15. Two people were in business for 20 years after working with us for 90 days have made most in their business has ever made in a month that they've had in their entire 15 to 20 years in business. Wow. So again, that becomes to, you want to do something different. You have to become something different. So we help them kind of rewire and become the person they need to become to achieve the success they want to achieve. So I do one-on-one -on -one coaching, but I really love the mastermind setting. And then I do mastermind retreats as well. Well, I'll have another one coming up. Here, I do, I do them a few times a year. So, yeah, I love helping people. I have free information in my Facebook group. So it's the Mindset Doctor community. Definitely check me out there because I'm definitely just, that's how I started this all, was just pouring out information just like this, doing interviews of experts. I do that in my group as well. And, yeah, any way I can help people, let me know. Well, you put uh, you put in the notes that you've got a free goal-setting workshop and an ebook, 22 Keys to Mindset Mastery. So talk a little about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can drop the link to that. So, And really, I think anything we do in life is f to achieve mastery. And I think mastery really comes when you have the ability to teach someone else. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that, I mean, look what you're doing in business. You had business success, so that gives you the ability. You mastered that. Now you're teaching that through Results University. So I think the kind of the goal in life is to start mastering certain areas of life. So a free ebook, 22 keys to mindset mastery. And then, yeah, I did a goal setting workshop that it's recorded and yeah, it's free. Uh, yeah, you can drop the link to that. And yeah, that's Dr. Justin slash links. And I'll spell his last name for those of you who are listening. It's Dr. Dr. Not don't spell out the word doctor, but Dr. Justin, J-U-S-T-I-N-M-O-S-E. L-E-Y-M-O-S-E-L-E-Y, -E -E drmosley.com slash links. And if you go there, you can download the free ebook, 22 Keys to Mindset Mastery, and you can watch the free goal-setting workshop. And uh, I would highly recommend, Justin, I can tell you that only from knowing you, like personally, just a very short period of time, the, the value that you've brought to me just in reaching out and asking questions and saying, hey, you thought about doing this. It's been really refreshing to meet someone who wants to give as much as they get in, in a relationship. So I appreciate that in yeah. you. So thank Absolutely. you. Anything else you want to kind of final salute to everybody listening? No, I think it's, again, go back. There's things that have happened in your life that made you who you are. Lean into that. Don't look at, oh, I wish I could have this or I wish I could have that. Lean into the talents and abilities you have because you were given that for a reason. Maybe the experiences that you had in your life. Uh, and I'll leave you with this one story. There was, success, there was a successful brother that achieved multiple seven figures. His other brother was homeless. So like two opposite extremes. One multimillionaire, one homeless brother. So they wanted to interview and say, okay, what's the difference? Why is one successful and one homeless? So they interviewed both the brothers, and both the brothers had the exact same reason why that they achieved what they achieved. They both said, I had an abusive father. One had an abusive father, and he used that to motivate him to go do something with his life. 
The other had that same abusive father who let that be a negative influence in his life and actually became homeless because of it. Mm. So it's all a mindset and perspective. The things that have happened in your life happen for a reason. Use it for good and be a blessing to others. Well, Justin, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate this. This has been very insightful and uh, you've helped uh, me and I'm sure our listeners see you know, what this path to success looks like and how you can help people with mindset. So um, as I as I finish out, I mean, every time we do one of these episodes, I'm amazed at this idea, these success principles, this root of success, which is what the podcast is all about, the root of all success, kind of goes back to these same five things as passion and, and play, being at the right place at the right time, knowing the right people, being prepared, having that preparation and that plan to, to get the resources you need to be successful. And our guest today, Dr. Justin Mosley, has explained that, in fact, that theory still holds up because he's experienced that. His wife has experienced that. They're experiencing that as a couple, and he's experiencing that as a, as a mindset coach. And I really want you to go look him up, drjustinmosley.com, and it's M-O-S-E-L-E-Y. So the, the, his contact information will be in the show notes, so make sure you look that up. Uh, now, if you are interested as a listener in finding out your probability of success as an entrepreneur, but you just don't know, you just, I, I want to know what my probability is in this thing that I'm trying to do, you can get a free five P's of success assessment at my website at therealjasonduncan.com slash success. That's therealjasonduncan.com slash success. And if you go there, you can uh, download the infographic. It tells you all about what the five P's are, like we've alluded to in this episode today. And you can download and, and sign up for the five P's assessment. It's for completely free. Once you fill it out, you'll get a personalized report back that says, this is your probability of success. And what we do is we base it on the idea that, it, well, for instance, if your passion is really low in the thing that you're doing, we're going to advise you to find something different. If you if you don't have the right people in your life, we're going to advise you to go look for those people. If you don't, or you're not in the right place at the right time, like if you're trying to do uh, something that doesn't doesn't fit with our time and place or where you live, we'll we'll make some adjustments there. And of course. On the back side of that, there's the opportunity for coaching. You know, we my coaching company results through integrity. We can do coaching. Results University is a place you can go and learn how to start, grow, scale, and even exit a business. And then people like Dr. Justin Mosley here are, are doing fantastic things. And actually, you and I really ought to do this. We ought to do a mind. We ought to do a mastermind together. We should yeah, do a retreat or something. That. I think we should probably yep. do that. So stay tuned. Make sure you follow Dr. Justin Justin Mosley. Also follow the real Jason Duncan. And there you have it. That's another episode in the books for the Root of All Success podcast. I will see you next time when we talk with another very successful entrepreneur on how he or she got to success. And we'll kind of run it through this five-piece thing and see if, see, if I'm, see if it's still true or not. So I'll see you next time on the podcast. Until then, remember, Jesus is King. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Root of All Success with the real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, we invite you to visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Take charge of your business. Grow it from great to incredible. Join us again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.